Hi, my name is Pasha Marlowe, and this is the Let Pleasure Be the Measure podcast. We are going to have so much fun together. I hope that our conversations about pleasure light you up. And I hope they inspire you to reclaim your desires and create more space in your day to bring pleasure into your work, your family life, and yes, even your sex life. We will practice and explore the art of pleasure together. Let's play. Hello, everybody. This is Pasha Marlowe from the Let Pleasure Be the Measure podcast. I am thrilled to be here today with a friend and a colleague. Joe Visser is here. Joe is a brilliant midlife coach, facilitator, educator, previous university professor who studied nursing and now holds space like nobody else's business for women who are perimenopausal and menopausal so that they could reframe their narratives and reclaim yes. their power. I am so happy to have you here today, Joe. I'm so thrilled to be here because I just love being with you wherever I get a chance to. <laughs> I'm also a Roar grad. Oh, thanks for the pitch. Yes, yes. Joe did the Roar with Laughter program. So um, she, you were a comedian, a performer prior to it, but it was a blast. Um, having you in the therapeutic comedy program and and watching you perform and someday Joe yes. will do a one woman show and maybe I'll we'll do a two woman show yeah yeah you know. it, it, yeah it'll be a one woman show with two women that's right yeah <laughs> a one woman show with two women that sounds great and we're gonna talk and laugh today and in our future imaginary show yes. about all things midlife and menopause and taboo. And I think we're gonna go into some pretty juicy uh, topics and conversations. Yes. Um, so yes, ready to play, Joe? I am ready to play. I'm always ready to play with you, Pasha Marla. Awesome. <laughs> so how do you define pleasure? I define pleasure as just, I know it's kind of, cliche, but that simple cup of coffee mm. in my den in the morning, looking out at the blue jays and feeding the crows and getting excited that we have a pair of cardinals. I know I sound like an old fart, but I just, I just love just that, that quiet space time alone as well. And long walks mm. and hot baths and ooh, gathering around a table with friends. Yes. Particularly women friends. Yes. And I miss those languid, <laughs> languid <sighs> meals. Right. And that time to laugh and to share a glass of wine and to have good food. Yes. And, and that just that, that hanging out, which, oh. you know, we haven't been able to do in a very long time. Yes. We are uh, taping, recording. I say tape to date myself, but we are recording this episode in mid-March, 2021. So for those of you who are like, why do they miss circling up? Just go out and have some wine. Because if you remember, and I know we're all going to forget really quickly, 
how much we appreciated and missed the simple pleasure of mm -hmm. hugging on our friends and circling yeah. up with our friends and just talking around a table. So if it's say months into 20 to 2021 and you're already doing that or a year later and you're listening to this, let's just take a moment of gratitude and appreciation for the fact that we can do that. And exactly. that we missed it so much because yeah. it was vital to our life yeah. force and mm -hmm. energy and pleasure. Yeah, and how we've had to recreate and reimagine because we are officially as yesterday was a year that this has yeah. been announced as a pandemic that the world health organization and certainly where i am in the province in fact everything shut down yes and um and how we've had to really redefine ourselves yeah. and redefine and redefine pleasure and really search for crawling our way to quote megan joe wilson crawling our way back to pleasure yeah i i feel like i got really scrappy with my pleasure in 2020 and 2021, where I was just like, all right, nothing is traditionally pleasurable. I still do that cup of coffee. I'm with you on that. I'll yes. go to bed early just to wake up <laughs> sooner to have my coffee. I'm just like, I'm gonna go to bed early because I really wanna look forward to that moment by myself before kids wake up yeah. and look out the window with my cup of coffee. So I'm yeah. with you on the top, yeah. of, top of the list pleasure. Yeah. And, uh, and we did, we had to reframe it. And I think midlife women are doing mm. it so beautifully. Like if yes. any population is thriving throughout this, I am feeling, and I know that's my orbit right now is midlife, yes. wild midlife women. Yes. But wow, did we pivot yeah. and use our resources and resiliency and persistence and yeah I, life experience and and desire and yeah really looking at because midlife is a time when we start to take stock of and kind of go okay so what do I really want now and what do I really want this next chapter to be mm -hmm. and and I, I guess a pandemic is is forced us into into looking at that maybe sooner yes than we than we thought we would it's like it's like people leaving cities kind of thinking oh I'm gonna go buy a house outside the city because I don't have to be tied to the city anymore I can now work from wherever and so it's people like thinking like those plans of how, where would I like to live and how would I like to live and so as yeah. women it's just like oh who do it's I want to be now it's like an existential crisis. We're really starting to think about what is life? What is death? Yes. Um, and it's kind of funny because when I turned 50 last year, I'm like, okay, I guess I'm halfway cooked. And then I'm thinking, well, that's actually pretty optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, so I used to think midlife, middle, second half. I'm like, actually, I got to get on this. Like, I really have to yes. get relentless and fierce about my yeah. my pleasure and my yeah. um fun <laughs> yeah yeah and 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 how do you see yourself like how do you really want that narrative to look like mm -hmm. and um, you do this for women who are specifically yes. perimenopausal yes. and menopausal so you're working with women who are um needless to say you know uh hormonal uh potentially confused frustrated yeah. dried up <laughs> and yeah like I, we try, we'll use that term loosely dried up yeah, who are, you know, who, who find themselves in bodies they don't recognize anymore, um, have, you know, maybe have had vibrant sex lives, and then it goes, like, down the toilet in in a blink of an eye, in a, in a blink of a creepy eye. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
what's with the eyelids like getting so droopy that I can't see? Like, I think that's part of my vision problem. <laughs> it's like, the falling over the iris or whatever. Yeah, well, that just, that too, when I, when I go to use my eye pencil, yeah. And, and, and my eyelid moves, but the pencil oh, doesn't yeah, the slide. <laughs> yeah, the pencil no longer glides nicely because the skin is not quite what it used to be to glide that pencil. Yeah. My, my son, um, you know, teenage kids, I'll just tell you exactly like it is. He said, mom, you have a six pack on your forehead. <laughs> Yeah, which is a nice reframe. I mean, he meant tons of wrinkles. And then I was like, well, I don't have a six pack in this menopausal belly anymore. So I'm just going to embrace the six pack on my forehead. My forehead. Yeah, well earned. A well, you. A well, a well hard, you worked hard for that six pack. I did so many crunches forehead. to get that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, it's, it's, it's looking at our changing body, but also, um, it, it, our, our outlook on the world and how the world looks at us too. Mm -hmm. It's about reframing that um, because there is this sense of, oh, it, I, I'm, I'm done. I think things are better. I think, you know, our generation of, of, of women are kind of going, now, wait a minute. Not done. I've not done. There's another half. Yeah. There's another least... half that I want to, to live. And, and we do want to live it more healthfully. Yes. In mind, body, and soul. Yes. And um, we don't want to be stuck with the with the the bullshit and mm -hmm. the messages we've been we've been given. Absolutely. By society and culture and aging. Yes. And when you circle women up to talk about this, um, it's it's emotionally charged. There's so much uh, shame in it that it's beautiful to have a container where they feel a sense of belonging and relatability. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that, that, that bowled me over was when women said, oh, my God, this is finally I, I can talk because I felt so isolated. Mm. And the sense that I thought I was alone in this. Mm. I thought I was crazy. I thought it was just me. So when they come together in, in, in a group of women in sisterhood and start sharing, they realize they're not alone. They're not the only ones experiencing this. They don't have to feel isolated. And there's a huge sense of relief and empowerment. I think those are the two big takeaways yeah. that I'm seeing is a sense of huge relief, gratitude for sisterhood and, and a sense of empowerment. Beautiful. Yes. Relief. <laughs> yeah. Re yeah. It was a relief of being seen. And, yes. and you and I talked just prior to starting the recording that even though we are easy to laugh. And even though I study pleasure and you study pleasure and we talk about pleasure and we talk about sex a lot, that does not mean that we are either having partner or solar sex, solo sex, or that we even want it. And can we yes. just normalize that, that? Like whether this is a yes. menopausal phenomenon or I'm just tired, who cares? Yes. Like I want to release the shame yeah. of quote unquote, like you, you should at least be having solo sex. You should at least be having an orgasm a week. Every day. Yeah. Or every day. That would be even better. Or it'll help you sleep or you should do this. You should do that. And, and I was believing that for a while. Yeah. And you and I were talking about this idea of like the, the spiritual pussy, like our yeah. lit up and orgasmic in a different way right yeah. now. And that's okay. 
and that's okay. And that's also something to aim for if you want to aim for that. I, I don't believe that we should feel shamed or pressured into, into having orgasm orgasms if that's just not where you're at or, or sex if that's not where you're at. And certainly in perimenopausal women, um, you know, I mean, my show, my, my performance with in your show in Roar season three was about my atrophied pussy, right? Yes. Okay, you know, yeah. and, and, and it's okay to talk about vaginal atrophy and it's quite common in many women. And it's not just about, as I said, using more lube. It's about like so many things and it's, and it's okay. You don't, don't have to worry about trying to fix yourself in order to do something. You kind of go, eh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And maybe later we'll maybe be later. juicy and lubricated and in the mood again, and maybe not. And that's our damn prerogative. <laughs> and, and I think it's important that we reframe and reclaim, reclaim juicy. Yes, yes. Um, right, you're living a juicy life right now, coaching midlife menopausal women. I'm living a juicy life yeah. right now, doing fun podcasts and writing books. Like we're having a really fun time. I feel yes. more well and healthy and vibrant than I've ever felt yeah. despite the dry pussy. Yes. And the lack of sex drive in the moment. Exactly. That's okay. A- absolutely. No, I mean, I feel turned on and on fire and, yeah. and, and, and in my, in my fullness. And um, I think too, if we also talked to much older women, like maybe women in their eighties mm-hmm. and nineties who might've said the same thing and kind of got, mm-hmm. ah, Oh, life, life is great. You know, life got better. Life, Life wasn't necessarily, I wasn't, I wasn't, um, I was no longer uh, a prisoner to my, to my hormones mm. in that terms of, you know, the, the crazy, you know, like when we're, when we're adolescents in our twenties and thirties and forties. Yeah. Like, oh. Yes. Yes. kind of go oh. mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. allow space for something else to come in. Yeah. Yeah. So that aging gracefully and beautifully and humorously doesn't necessarily have to equal a sex life like like on one level Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely so for for you how do you like in 20 30 years like what do you want your life to look like how you're 50 Bye. I'll be wait, I'm 53. I'll be 54 in June. So I'm still like, hanging on to 53. Middle to early. I like shouldn't have guessed. Um, <laughs> so, um, well, so for starters, COVID-19, I've decided I'm going to be a silver fox. Oh, you're going gray. I'm fox. just letting, so I can, I, I mean, I'll cut some of this out, but I'm going to enhance that gray. So in 30, 40 years, Oh, it's like my future self. Um, I'll, I can see her sitting on a deck, mm. looking out over a field. Mm. And, you know, all of this is, is white. Yeah. And I'm laughing. I'm sitting back, just kind of go, you know what? I'm talking to a younger self or younger people are just kind of go, Life is fabulous. Life has been really, really good. 
when I learned to let go of control, when I learned to trust, that's, that's a long, it's a long one. Yeah. Life flowed. It's been, it's been a life well lived. It's been filled with people I loved. It's been filled with travels. Mm. It's been filled with, with wonderful women friends and, and men friends and a loving partner. Mm. And um, I think I'll have written a book. Yeah, had, a few, had a few shows. Yes. Run, run retreats, maybe, and continue to run retreats and continue to write. Who knows? But yes. we can gather in olive groves and mm. farmers' fields and around tables, and mm. it's it's lush. When I look ahead, it's lush. It sounds lush. It's a beautiful image. I'm getting goosebumps, and mm. and it and so it shall be, or something, something even, even better. better. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and a, a lot of a lot of co-creation. Mm-hmm. A lot of partnering up with with women to to create yeah. and design and yeah. Yes, I I share that vision. I imagine myself on stages talking to women of various ages and in retreats circling up with women and definitely talking to younger generations. Yes, and hoping that we can with this perspective, um, you know, damn, go to the beach no matter what your body is like allow yourself to walk around your house naked be you know willing to laugh and play and go to an improv group or try try something crazy and new and wild um, and liberate yourself and and watch how that liberates others all the things yes million things I would tell my younger self the first yes absolutely be goodness gracious, just allow yourself to have some more fun. <laughs> like you take yourself way, way too seriously. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Yes. Yes. So I'm wearing polka dots today. You're wearing you, polka dots. Yeah. Which just makes me happy. And you showed up to the podcast just in your bra. And then, you know, this yeah. is got dressed. So I got dressed and I put on like, you know, I have to wear Oh my gosh, boots. you're wearing shoes? Yes. Yes, I, I, I wear shoes when my honey bunny's not around because he kind of freaks out about, oh, our floors aren't ri-. like, we got we got ripped off on the wood floors because they're not really hard, but please don't wear shoes until he's not around. So you I put on the hooker sexy boots. high heel, thigh high boots. I love it. I love that you're yeah. doing that during a podcast where nobody until we talked about it would have seen because you feel different when you're wearing them, right? Absolutely. Because he says, oh, wear leggings. So I've got my leggings on. I said, Honey, if I don't put boots on, because I love a pleasure, boots. I love boots. What ma- what makes that pleasure? What what about wearing boots is pleasurable to you? I love it's it's a power thing. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like you know, it's got these boots are made for walking. Yeah. And, and up until two years ago, when my back started to go to shit, I used to wear high more high heels. Like uh huh. Uh-huh. I I I'm. I long for that. I, I mourn the loss of my high, high heels. Mm. Um, but it's it like I get a good stride, yeah. you know, like I yeah. move and I feel so I can be where I said my leggings, but when I put on a pair of boots, yes, or when I've got my jeans on and I put on a pair of boots, yes, I feel I feel grown up, damn it. Yeah. I feel powerful. So if I'm in slippers or my stocking feet, I feel like I'm at a kid's birthday party. <laughs> I can't stand that. 
I love that. There's a sound to zipping up the boot. Like it's not oh, just, yes. it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's like long, long, I'm fucking going to do something important today. Yes. Yes. I think they used to call it, they used to call them fuck me boots, but I'm saying those were like fuck you boots. No. <laughs> there you go. Fuck you boots. I love it. I love it. It it wasn't all that long ago that I started finally, you know, purchasing, you know, bras that didn't make me feel gross and panties that were nice. Like, it's just like that stuff's important and it has nothing to do with sex and sexuality. It's just like, oh my goodness. Like I love color and texture. I want it to be comfortable because if you too much panty and it goes in the crack it hurts yeah find the right panty and the right bra so you can be comfortable so you can exactly so yeah whatever exactly i i I don't know about you but i have to have my underwear matching colors do you i yeah like if i have to all black or yeah white it's hard to find decent white knickers that don't aren't look don't look like cotton old lady panties yes are you are knickers panties yes knickers are panties Okay. knickers it's very english term me knickers yes, and panties yes. the underwear goes up in quebec um i always thought knickers were pants so so yes finding a nice pair of uh pretty white panties that don't yes very hard and and i also want oh geez i sometimes i want to crucify calvin klein okay calvin you're calling this a 36d my ass it looks more like a 32a when i put it on my tips like have you ever had a bra fitting where like you have somebody help you and you have to like lean forward and they say like do a little shake my mother used to do that and then like squish them together and then like get the sides because that's where the troubles come in right where you like the side boob and so you get like get that in there get that in there and then they're like no keep tucking like do like origami on your breasts to fit them into the bra and then you stand up and they're like yeah, it still doesn't look right. <laughs> no, and it feels like hell. And then, and then it's what to do with the it. Like we're talking about the, this, right? The okay. Then it was the, it was the back. Oh, the back. back. Yeah, the roll in the back. Yeah, roll in the back. And then it's the, the the puffy kneecaps. <laughs> it, we're all so alike, right? Because in one day yes. you wake up and you're like, what? Like, what happened to my knees or what happened to my back? And and then of course, naively in my forties, I was like, well, that'll go away as soon as I get back on my eating plan or do my lap pulls. No, it didn't. <laughs> I was like, had I known, I would have embraced it better. Had I known that when the chin starts to sag and you lose your jawline, you lost, it's done, you're gone. And the back thing, it's for here to stay. And the knees will never actually bounce back. And so that like, I could stop trying so hard to exactly. revert back to my 30s yourself. It's not gonna Exactly. Happen. And I mean, as much as I love turning 30, because mm-hmm. I said that was the best thing I ever did. Turning 40 was even better. 50, yeah, well, um, uh, I don't want to be in my 30s again. No. Sweet Jesus, no. You know, it was good for one, you know, for, for many things, but oh my God, the heartache and no way. It's it's true how much we've been able to just let go of as we age. And I think the, you know, like you said, with the, the fuck you boots, um, I love getting not, not like hate mail, but it's like, you know, criticisms or judgments or people's comments. And I used to sit up all night thinking, what should I have said? Or how could Mm -hmm. I, you know, make them feel better? How can I fix this? How can I apologize? And now I just 
have a much easier time just letting it go and saying, you know, we're going to just agree to disagree or this is my belief and take it or leave it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Or, or I did the best that I could, that I knew to do at the time, you know, like with, with all kinds of wonderful intention and integrity at the time. That's so true. That's actually coming up right now because in my book, this is not a, well, yeah, I, no, I was no. just going to say this is a selfless plug, but it, but it really is just a selfish plug, but, but there's a reason why I'm saying it. I like your book. At the top, it says, my next husband will be a lesbian, a collection of stories from women finding their truth. And the publishers and I went back and forth four months about whether or not to spell women with an X, X. which I learned maybe a year ago was the more inclusive spelling. Right. Well, so we went to publication with that. And there's women in the book who identify as trans, lesbian, yeah. bi, straight, the whole, the whole spectrum. Needless to say, since then, I have been hearing from more women uh, yes. that are saying that this spelling of women with an X is actually exclusive especially to the trans community. And so of course I'm like, Oh shit. Like I thought I was being inclusive and some people feel it's exclusive and you can't win because no. there's disagreement and yeah. every day it changes. So That's right. I'm going to write some sort of um, not apology. Cause of course I did the best I could with what I knew, but an addendum of sorts that just says at the time of publication, time. this, this was the inclusive languaging. Yes. And Oh it, my gosh, it keeps changing, it you does. know, it and depending, because I saw your interview with, with, uh, with Jamie. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Yes, it's excellent. And it is. And, and you know, it's like it, 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 things keep changing and shifting and, and perspectives are different. And, you know, I remember, I remember okay, back in the 90s, uh, you know, back in the 90s and, and younger feminists were you know pissed off with first second wave second wave feminism like Jermaine Greer or Gloria Steinem and and kind of going oh come on you know it's even the feminist community like yes is that 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 line from Tootsie what line is that when when Dustin Hoffman's gone off to buy a purse yes he's seeing these accessories and he comes back and he says to Bill Murray my god he's it was vicious you know beating her white purses women kill their own he says (laughs) that's great i i do remember that movie i just hadn't remembered that quote that's great that's a good one yes um, but it 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 is about perspective we and we do the best we can yeah and and to be because we're so hard as women we're very hard on ourselves absolutely absolutely and it's to be more loving and compassionate compassionate yeah. And full, you know, fully approving of, of our flaws, mm-hmm. be they our, our perimenopausal, menopausal bodies or, or where we're at or how we're feeling at the time. Yeah. So since you're willing to just talk about everything that's uncomfortable and taboo, can we yeah. just like put it out there? Like also in midlife and aging, it just seems like there's more farting and, <laughs> and, and, and and bathroom issues and seriously what's with the bodily functions like we're drier one place and it seems gassier I, I just at, at one point you know in our lives it used to be pussy farting during some wild position right <laughs> the, pussy yeah, fart. The, the queefs the queefs that came out during sex yeah, yeah exactly yeah come out that's not no. so now it's 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 a lot more farting it's a lot more peeing 
Well, lots of peeing. Yes. Well, that, that could be pelvic floor issues. Yeah. yeah. That, that could be pelvic floor issues. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, a, well, I, there was a time I, I've, I've, even as a kid, I've always needed to know where the bathroom was. Like if we need, I'm stopping for a pee whenever I get a chance to. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but there was a time a couple of years ago, like 51 was the turning point for me, 51 and a half, when it all kind of the ass went out of it. Um, <laughs> out of everything, the arse is out of her now, guys. Um, when uh, I desperately found myself having to pee, like urgent, like urgent holy pee. shit, like stop the car, I gotta pee in that field, yeah. like and pull it hurts over. If you have to go and you can't, yeah. And it's like, is this in my head? Like, mm. but no, apparently that that kind of urgent, urgent need to to pee is is quite common. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of subsided but yes a lot of women suffer from incontinence um, the farting I've always been a farter so okay. nothing really new there no new farts <laughs> okay okay but that's interesting I guess because things are a bit looser it is about strengthening that pelvic floor yes not well not that I do any of those I have um, been more lax about my pelvic floor strengthening because I haven't been going to as many Pilates and yoga classes because of COVID. So, so yes, we'll blame COVID on the extra farting and urgent pee. <laughs> but my my son, who's thirteen, so he's going through adolescence while I'm going through menopause, which is a big old shit show. Right. But like, I just feel like we're both becoming more gross every day. <laughs> <laughs> every day I get smellier can we talk about bo is that a thing or am I alone like menopause and bo it changes like sure if you just think your your whole kind of chemistry metabolism yeah. starts to starts to go off so yes it, it can okay. I, okay I I have to say I haven't I haven't encountered that but one of my pleasures is wearing perfume all day. So maybe I do stink and I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't do anything smelly because it gives me a headache. Um, but I just noticed that it's a different, it's a different body odor than it was a yes. year ago. Um, yes. And I suppose if I'm really thinking about it, the fact that I haven't been moving my body as much, there's probably more built up toxins, yeah. uh, emotional and physical. Yes. Um, so, yeah. so I'm just going to call it that. As soon as yeah. COVID's over, I will smell better. <laughs> <laughs> my next, yeah, my, my next, I, I, yeah, my next book or thing, my next one, COVID's over, I won't, yeah, okay, never mind. <laughs> so all of those, yeah, yeah, all of those things that, that women don't want to talk about. They also don't want to talk about kind of their fears and their anxieties. A lot about- of life about about life and and also see during this time in our life we do tend to be more anxious mm-hmm. there is there is more anxiety mm. more insomnia mm. um mm. that's also reality and then plus you add you add a pandemic on top of that sure. yeah. and if you've got children and if you've got aging parents oh my god like I, oh. my mom's getting her shot tomorrow first vaccine yay um yeah so you're, you're you know you're kind of worried about who's Both. getting sick who's not getting sick uh mm-hmm. my partner's on the road and he comes back in all those kinds of mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. there's more there's more angst in yeah. the air and the stakes are high right now you know yeah. if your aging parents get sick 
um, it's scarier and more anxiety ridden and you might not be able to travel to see them or be with them if they're sick in the hospital. So yeah, it's a whole nother level of anxiety. I, I feel, I hope, um, that, you know, we're starting to take a little bit of a turn now, um, as more and more people are getting vaccinated and pray that works and pray that's the answer. Um, and that it helps ease, ease some of this and that we can Mm-hmm. Uh, gather and and connect the generations because that whole intergenerational aspect that we're missing right now is so beautiful and vital and um yeah it's i i can't imagine 20 30 years from now being a mother and and i hope grandmother and not being able to circle up with yes. my grandchildren on my lap that just yes. seems like the pinnacle of pleasures to me yes. and so i'm sure there's a lot of heartache out there uh, for people missing yeah, there is and there's been a lot of loss a lot of loss even in terms of people dying and not being able to mourn and and yeah. all those yeah. it's, it's 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 been big and we can't really underestimate the mm. toll that it's taken mentally yes. and psychologically on, on people's health which is which is why the big thing for me this whole 2020 was was rock star camp was Roar, was Goddess Mastermind, was deciding I'm leaving my job at and creating my own business. And so it has been circling up with women. Yes. In yes. Community. That's the commonality and all that's of that. That's the commonality in all of this. And, yes. and so that's what you do. That's what I do, hold space for women. And, and we are also in sisterhoods where other women are holding space for us. And that has been that has been the salvation that has been the saving grace that has been that's been the nourishment yes and the inspiration and 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 the joy the pleasure yes yes it's been absolutely vital yeah i say it all the time i think it's life-saving uh to have a soft place to land to have people who know what you're doing and then celebrate your wins and then hold space for you when you're having those miserable dark days you're just like oh what the hell i am trying my damnedest and nothing's working or or why don't i have it figured out by now or you know i'm i'm 50 and i haven't even arrived or whatever the you know limiting beliefs are exactly yeah exactly you know you're you're looking at michelle obama see a couple of documents of michelle obama going oh yeah okay i've done nothing (laughs) what did she say no i looking at her and kind of looking at her life and and I kind of going, oh, okay, I've done nothing. <laughs> but wouldn't it be fascinating to talk to somebody like Michelle Obama or Kamala Harris or any like any yeah. woman who most likely, if you actually started talking to them, they too would have limiting beliefs, body shame, um, imposter syndrome, all the things. And that would be a really cool conversation. I think Oprah yes. did a special on that where she she wasn't maybe referring to herself so much, but she said, even when she interviews presidents and, and people who are leaders of the world, as soon as the interview is over, they're like, was that okay? Did I do okay? Yeah. Did I say the right thing. Yeah. Um, so we all hold on to that. And yeah. I bet you David Letterman doesn't ask that. What's that? Bet you David Letterman doesn't ask that. <laughs> no, I just think about in terms of men and women, you know, Oh, you, so the, the difference between men and women and yeah, yeah, or maybe just men don't talk about perhaps their um, shame and fears uh, and as much, uh, perhaps. I, I hope that's changing too. I really have been enjoying bringing 
men into the conversation yeah. more, even though yes. I do so much more enjoy just circling up with women. But if some of us women actually still want to live with and talk to other people, such as men, we actually we do them in the conversation. <laughs> It, it, exactly. And, and, you know, uh, having, having understanding partners who can yes. laugh along with you, like oh, that's gosh. been a, that's been a gift, you know, who can laugh, laugh along with my vaginal atrophy. Um, you know. But he doesn't laugh at your vaginal atrophy. No. He's laughing with your with, vaginal atrophy. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's been, that's been a key as well. So bringing, yeah, bringing men and women into the conversation is really, really. Yes. Yes. Meanwhile, we're just going to keep circling women up. So if people wanted to circle up with you, Joe, how could they do so? Well, you can find me on Facebook, Joe Visser. Nice. That's where I am. And I also have my, my email address, which is joevissercoach at gmail.com. Fancy. Yes. And uh, yeah, fancy. And um, uh, I don't have a sexy name for a business yet. Um, I'm just Joe Visser Coach. Just Joe. That was, that was my master's thesis. Just Joe. Joe Visser's sexy enough and all on its own sexy. Thank you very so. much. And, uh, and yeah, and languid lunches. So <laughs> I've been offering these languid lunches monthly. I will start moving them to weekly languid lunches. And mm. I run programs for women uh, who want to reclaim, reframe, and... Uh, Re, uh, reignite and empower their, their perimenopause, menopause life. Like this is our prime. Yes. Yes. So good. And I've, um, had the pleasure of circling up with Joe in her groups and a fantastic facilitator. So, uh, wonderful at holding space for all of our big emotions and definitely the laughter and the humor, which is oh, yeah. really healing. So thank you, brilliant goddess, uh, Joe Visser for coming to do this episode of Let Pleasure Be the Measure. It was completely in my pleasure to talk to you. It was completely today. in mine. I always love hanging out with you. I can hardly wait to hang out in person. Oh my gosh. Can I, I can't even believe I've never hugged your actual body. I know, I know. <laughs> we will at some point when they open the border. By the time we can, my creepy boobs will be falling out of my bra and your creepy boobs will be falling out of your bra. And we'll just, we'll just jiggle our way to each That's other down the street. That's what I would say, point your nipples to the wind. Uh, or hope we won't have to pick our nipples up off the ground so we don't trip on them as we run to each other for that hug, oh, that long-awaited hug. No, they'll be very old then. <laughs> it'll be very it shall happen. It shall happen. It shall happen. Thank you. So good to see you. And if anybody wants to continue the conversation with me, you can visit my website, pashamarlow.com, or you could email me at pasha at pashamarlow.com. I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching as well as some really fun group uh, activities and programs such as Roar with Laughter okay. that Joe was talking about. The so much fun. Therapeutic comedy program that ends in a comedic storytelling performance. Mm -hmm. And of course, you can check out the book, My Next Husband Will Be a Lesbian. Yay. And if you like this podcast, and I'm so excited if you do, whoops, I just dropped my book. Um, please leave a review or consider sharing it. That would be so helpful. So yay. Let's Thank you. talk soon, Joe. Mwah. We will. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.